0: I seek refuge with Allah from Shaitan. Bismillahir Rahman Rahim, I begin in the name of God, most gracious, most merciful. And I send our blessings upon his holy messenger Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. Alayhi wa and we say we glorify him, my Lord the High. In his glorious books I will quote one verse and then share with you our topic for this evening which will be spirituality and elevation in Ramadan. So Allah says in chapter 2 Surah Al-Baqarah ayah number 183 not too far from that ayah He says ya ayyuhalladhina amanu o you who believe kutiba 'alaykom siyam كَمَا kutiba عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ Fasting is prescribed to you as it was prescribed for those before you so that you may guard yourselves against evil. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So the words here used by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the word تَتَّقُونَ which is a derivative of the word taqwa. Now, taqwa is not a mental state of being in fear of anything, although the word taqwa has been translated as fear of God, but rather taqwa is a state of being, period. It is a conscious effort that we use to recognize the fact that whatever I do, wherever I am, Allah is watching me. And because of that, taqwa has been most commonly translated as being God-conscious or guarding ourselves against doing anything that displeases Allah. In chapter 49 in the Quran, ayah number 13, and this is a, a portion of that verse. That verse is a little longer. It talks about... Uh, the uh, ad- Allah addressing the people and he says I have created man and woman and I have created nations and tribes so that you may know and recognize each other and understand each other. But then he says in that verse Inna Surely those who are most elevated in the eyes of Allah are the ones who are most God conscious. So now this philosophy of safeguarding ourselves and uh, being closest to Allah. Perhaps what a lovely month for us to figure this out is this month of Ramadan. This month is our annual training. Our training session where the mental and the physical faculties of human beings are disciplined. This act of eating, drinking, which all year round becomes a form of sustenance for human beings becomes a cause of abstinence in this month. And we human beings who sometimes cannot understand the multifaceted level of life in general reduce the month of Ramadan to a single dimensional area. For example, we say the month of Ramadan is a physical act, an act of not, not putting too much food in our stomach, not putting too much drink in our stomach, true. But if the only reason was that, then what about those people who all year round eat very healthy? Is Ramadan required for them? Or we may ask ourselves, we reduce Ramadan to the social sense, where we say when we starve ourselves during the day, we perhaps relate to the hunger and thirst of those who are less fortunate than us. But does that mean For the people who do not know where their next meal will come, Ramadan is not for them. So as we start to think about the purpose of Ramadan and the training and discipline it gives us, we realize that as humans we have our beautiful egos and we struggle with this on a daily basis. And therefore, month of Ramadan is the month of awakening. And then we consider in the month of Ramadan several acts, several acts of worship. But when we start to compare an act of worship to the month of Ramadan, I liken it to whatever we do. Let's say I ask someone, what are you doing? And they say, oh, I am praying. Okay, you are praying. That means we are doing something to seek closeness to our creator. Great. Well where are you going i'm going for hajj oh right so hajj is something we are going to do in the month of ramadan especially along all the year the other months in the year we have to perform zakat which is giving charity so now someone asks what are you doing and we say oh we are giving charity where there is an exchange of currency or goods and services Etc. There's always an act of doing. But when someone asks, what are you doing in Ramadan? You say, I am fasting. What is that? What do you do when you fast? And then I realized, when we fast, it's not what we do, it's what we're not doing. In other words, the only act of worship where we're not doing something is in the month of Ramadan. Now, the hadith of our holy prophet says, abstaining from food is not sufficient to pleasing Allah. That when you fast, you should not speak ill of anybody, nor should you be loud or noisy. And if anyone is provoking you to quarrel or react, do not respond in the same manner. Rather, simply tell him, you are observing siyam I am in a state of fast. So the Prophet, I would like to share with you something he shared with the Ummah at the time on the 30th day of Shaaba. And he is introducing this month of Ramadan to his people at the time. This is a hadith, a most beautiful hadith of the Prophet. If you ever get a chance to read the entire text, it is available. I do not have the luxury of time to do that. I will simply share with you a little snippet of it. He says O oh people. He didn't say O oh Muslims. He didn't say O oh believer. He said O oh people. Indeed, ahead of you is the blessed month of Allah. A month of blessing, mercy and forgiveness. A month with which Allah is the has said is the best of months. Its days the best of days. Its nights the best of nights. Its hours the best of hours. In this month, which invites you to be the guests of Allah, and he invites you to be one of those near to him. Each breath you take glorifies him. Your sleep is worship. Your deeds are accepted, and your supplications are answered. So ask Allah, for he is near to you, he says. And ask Allah for a sound body and an enlightenment and an enlightened heart so that you are able to fast and recite his book for only he who is devoid of Allah's blessings will walk away unhappy in this month. And then the prophet says, remember the hunger and thirst of the day of judgment with your hunger and thirst. Give Give charity to the needy and poor. Honor your old. Show kindness to the young ones. Maintain relations with your blood relations. Guard your tongues. Close your eyes to that which you should not see. Close your ears to that which is forbidden to hear. Show compassion to the orphans of people, so compassion will be shown upon your orphans. It is an incredible khutbah that the Prophet delivered on the last day of Sha'ban, And then he says, O people, Whoever gives iftar to a fasting person during this month will be as if he has freed someone and all his past sins will be forgiven. And some of the people who were there said, Ya Rasulallah, O Prophet of Allah, O Messenger, uh, we may not afford to be able to give iftar to anybody. And then he responds, he said, if you give a drink of water to someone who is fasting, you will be able to partake with this blessing of Allah. This is the month of Allah. This is the month of Ramadan. Now, he says, O people, the doors of heaven are open. Therefore, ask Allah not to close them for you and the doors of hell are closed, and ask Allah to keep them closed for you. We know all this. Over here we have college graduates, young kids maybe who are still in high school or college. I ask you when summer comes, and we say I wanna hang out with my friends all night and all day, and I'm texting and I'm FaceTiming all these things. They don't want to do the chores or anything else for that matter. They say, oh, it's summer. It only comes once a year. So I challenge you. I challenge you to say it is Ramadan. It only comes once a year. So how do we respond to Ramadan? Ramadan is a month where Allah says in chapter 2, ayah number 184, the one before this. This is a beautiful verse, by the way, Hasna. I don't know. It's lovely. Um. He says in the Quran, Allah says in this month, I have given you the Laylatul Qadr on the night in which the Quran was revealed in its entirety. So there is no question that the Quran was revealed in its entirety on the night of Qadr. And in this verse, he says the night of Qadr is in Ramadan. Therefore, the night of Qadr will be in Ramadan in which the Holy Quran was revealed or uh, in entirety. Now, some scholars say the all ten nights of the month of Ramadan is the night of Qadr, in one of those nights. So, uh, let's be good each night, because you you really don't know which one it is. Some scholars say it is the uneven, the odd nights. It could be the 19th, 21st, 23rd, 25th, 27th, or the 29th. But most of the scholars concede that perhaps the most likely night of Laylatul Qadr could be between two nights. The 27th night of Ramadan, which by the way was yesterday, and the 23rd night. So there are two schools and they see it could be either one of those. Regardless, how beautiful is our Lord that he says in Suratul Qadr, and we all know that surah, he says this night of Qadr Inna And then he says, this night of Qadr is so powerful. It is equivalent to a thousand months. So now I think to myself, a thousand months and I'm a math major, that's about 83 years, right? That's a lot of time. That's the lifespan of perhaps somebody who lives a good life. 83 years. So then I thought to myself, all right, this is good. It's one night. Allah says, on this night ask your forgiveness of your sins. So then I thought, all right, how how long is do I weep for my sins? An hour? A day? A month? A year? I don't know. You know, I'm seeking retribution, right? I am seeking forgiveness from Allah. So how long is enough? And then I read this verse and he says, one night is equivalent to your whole life. And I thought to myself, Subhanallah, this is the word of God, where he has told us, only spend one night in the month of Ramadan, and I will show you my mercy. So on the one hand, he has invited us in this month and this night, and in, on the other hand, He's making us wonder which night it is. So it's a trick question, I think. I think he wants us to maintain consistency and discipline. You was know, like, all right, I'm going to do this every night. Perhaps I'll hit the jackpot one of these nights. Regardless, it's all about our intention. And in the nights of Ramadan, there are so many ways to elevate ourselves as we get closer to our Lord. One of them is asking in chapter 2, verse number 185, 186, Allah says, ask me, because I am closer to you than your jugular vein. Ask me. So I will share with you something that in in the mosque I attend, we do this on a regular night. We ask from Allah in the most intimate manner, in the most private manner, in the most whispering prayer. I will read just three things that we say. We say, Allahumma, O Allah." Adintalifi duaik wamas elatik, you have allowed me to ask from you. So I am. Fasma aya samir omidhati. So hear me, O oh he who hears everyone. Wa ajabya Rahim Udarwati, and respond to me, O oh most merciful, to my needs. Wa akhilya Rafuru Atrati. And reduce my mistakes, O most forgiving one. And then we challenge him. Ya Allah, فَكَمْ ya مِنْ كُرْبَةٍ قَدْ O oh my Lord, how many of my troubles have you relieved me? وَهُمُوا مِنْ قَدْ kashaftaha, How many of my griefs have you dispelled from me? You've saved me from it. I haven't even seen it. How many mistakes you have prevented me from making? How many blessings you have spread that are undeserving of me? And then we say, and how many series of afflictions you have avoided for me. So I ask you, my dear brothers and sisters, If you were given two cakes, one is a pound cake and the other one has icing, sprinkles, hot fudge, nuts and all the trimmings. Which one looks more appealing to you? The pound cake? Right, we all want to go after the one with the icing. That's the month of Ramadan. The icing represents layers of beauty. And then even if there was a little bump or cover or or a hole in that sponge cake, guess what? We've covered it so that it is no longer visible. Allah says, I will cover your faults. No one will even know about it. Only seek my nearness. And so one of the things we do in this month is salah. Now we heard earlier, sister uh, had said, I think it was you Hasna, right? Or Tasneem. How many times worthy do we get if we donate in this month? It is a little bit more than what you would do on a Thursday in the month of Rajab, say. Right? In the month of Ramadan, it carries a little bit more weight. This is the blessing of Allah. Everything we do in this month carries more weight. Our prayer means more. Our fasting means more than fasting in any other month. I will share a story with you. Two men came to the grandson of the Holy Prophet, Jafar ibn Muhammad, a sadiq, and said... Oh, grandson of the prophet, we would like to come to you and seek for you. Tell us how to ask Tawbah, how to ask forgiveness from Allah and to promise him that we are returning to him. How do we do that? There were two men. The first man said, I have committed many small sins. The other man said, I have committed two big sins. So, as the wise scholar he was, he said, all right why don't you go out and pick up rocks or pebbles for all the small sins that you've done? And he told that one man. And then the other man, he said, go and pick up boulder or rocks of the two sins that you've done and bring them to me. So they off they went and they came back later. And then he said, great, now go back. Go back and put these rocks and pebbles where you found them. Now the guy with the big boulders He was working his abs at that point. He's like, all right, I can do this, but I know exactly where I found him. I know exactly where to put him. The guy with the little pebbles started to worry. He couldn't remember where he picked the pebbles from. And so the moral of this was when the grandson of the prophet said, the biggest sin is that which we consider the smallest. So be mindful of what we do. Train our body and soul during this month. We pray to Allah that we emerge better than we were at the beginning of Ramadan and that we continue this as we move into the next year. How long does it take to change a habit? 21 days? The first week of Ramadan, we're all getting used to it, right? Popping those Tylenols, missing our coffee, by about the, the 6th of Ramadan, we're good. 21 days later, we should be way good. At that point, we have reached a climax. At that point, we've reached the peak. That's our changed behavior, right? So I ask you, inshallah, when this month is over, in the next couple of days or so, we change for the better. We have transformed ourselves. And I want you to join me in a dua for each other. In chapter 23, ayah number 52, Allah says, He says, Wa inna wahida. Surely this nation or religion is one nation, one religion. There are no boundaries. Wa ana rabbukum. And I am your Lord, Fattakun. Again, he used the words Taqwa, Lord. Therefore, be careful of your duty to me. Not to fear him, fear that we disappoint him. So join me in this dua. I say together, O my Allah, grant forgiveness of our sins and the sins of our parents. My Lord, We sincerely ask you to remove the pain and suffering from all those who are afflicted with abandonment from their countries, with tragedies in their lives. My Lord, we pray for your mercy on all of our departed souls. My Allah, my Lord, we pray for the recovery of all brothers and sisters who are currently ill and in need of our prayers. And, O my Creator, we ask you for elevation of our faith and the end of the destruction caused by those who claim to follow the path of Muhammad, sallallahu Alaihi wa Today, sisters and brothers, we hear things that are happening in Bangladesh. Do these people represent your faith and my faith? They do not How can this month of Ramadan be a month where we provide for the orphans and they commit acts that orphan children? How is that okay? So we ask ourselves to become better than that. To literally get to know our creator, to understand the message of Allah and to move forward in the next year better than we were the previous year. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.